0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of unapologetic i hope that everyone's had a great week so far i have a lot to fill you in on i feel like my last 10 days have been insanely busy which is polar opposite of how i felt like my first month of the year has gone so far things have just really picked up for me i just have had a lot of catching up to do i don't know if anyone else is in that same boat but things have been pretty crazy around my household. I got home from North Carolina last Tuesday night. My flight was delayed a little bit so I didn't even end up getting home until like 11 30 p.m and I had to work the next day so I came inside and just like threw my shit everywhere and just kind of left it almost like it's coming home from a trip and going to work the next day is never a good idea but for some reason I always end up doing it because I'm like Oh yeah then I can stay for another day or something like that and I typically have Monday and Tuesday off so my week starts on Wednesday so when I take extended little vacations and stuff or weekend trips I can usually take Friday Saturday Sunday Monday Tuesday but then I get home and my world is it's like a bomb went off I swear and coming home to a house where I'm used to having a roommate is very odd Because I lived by myself before and a lot of people tend to forget that, like even including myself, but I lived in an apartment before I bought my house. But when I bought my house, Sydney and I kind of just joked about like when I bought my house, she was going to move in and then it actually came to fruition. So I've only ever been in my house by myself for I think three weeks before she moved in. So the past two years, I've had a roommate and it's very strange coming home to an empty house. Like we pulled in the driveway from the airport and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to let Code out when I get home because Sydney's working. Then I was like, wait a second. No, she, I left her in North Carolina. Like I have no responsibilities when I get home except to put myself to bed. Like I have nothing else to do. So it's just been almost a learning curve again, figuring out how to live by myself and just creating my own routine. And I feel like when I lived by myself before, I lived like an hour away from work. So my routine was I like got up at six o'clock, got ready for work and left by 6.45 or seven. Then I worked all day, went to the gym, went home and then did the same thing the next day. But now that I live up here and I'm a 10 minute drive to work, I tend to push the clock a little bit, I think. I just have not really been able to figure out what my routine is supposed to be now that I'm living alone again, and it's it's just been very strange. Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday last week, I slept through my alarm every literally every single day, and I know that I had them set. I just slept through them or turned them off. I have no freaking clue, but my my head and my life is just feels scrambled because I'm just not used to being on my own again and I feel like because I got home from the airport so late I just like threw my stuff down then I was like oh my gosh I need to like try to get the house clean a little bit because when we packed Sydney's stuff up we just like kind of packed and ran so there were the house was not terrible but like it was just empty in my whole living room and she grabbed a lot of her furniture pieces so I just had shit sprawled like sporadically throughout my house I'm like I cannot live the entire week like this so I gotta pick some stuff up. I don't even think I went to bed last Wednesday until 1am and then I worked a 12 hour day the next day. It's been nice living on my own again but it's been weird because like I come home and there's nothing besides like my own stuff. Everything's exactly where I left it like it's it's so bizarre. (laughs) It's just so weird. I like it. It's just like stagnant almost. So I've been trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my space to just get it to where I don't feel so stagnant. And I'm just not there yet. But I, long story short, you guys, last week was nuts. And so I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was supposed to leave for a work trip Saturday night, but I decided to hold off until Sunday because I just needed a day. I needed an afternoon to get some shit done. I got some stuff hung up around the house. I organized my new workout closet. Like, what? So Sydney's old room is now just my workout closet. Like, I have everything hung. It's so aesthetic. I've realized that I've spent entirely way too much money on workout clothes, which I've known that for a really long time. I just haven't visually seen it all displayed like in one spot and holy shit your girl has a addiction to buying workout clothes balance athletica dude please sponsor me I say this all the time I love their shit they have the best workout clothes I have nothing for you guys they're expensive but they're worth it I've had the same pair of workout pants I don't know I think I bought my first pair of balance pants four years ago and I still wear them and they haven't lost elasticity and they're still great. Free promo for them. They're amazing. Balance Athletica. (laughs) So I did all that stuff Saturday and then I was like prepping for my class because I taught on Monday uh, a couple hours away. So on Sunday morning I got up, I tried to get around, I loaded a whole bunch of crap in my car for my class on Monday and I went down there a little bit early, met up with some friends, had lunch and hung out, Uh, met up with my sister, just kind of caught up and I taught class Monday morning. I got up at six to get ready, just because I like to give myself a little bit of Zen time before I teach, especially this is new material, so it was my first time teaching it. And it it went seamlessly, which was fantastic. But still, I just like to give myself a little extra time to prepare in the morning. And I taught until about like 1.15, 1.30 on Monday. So I'm coming home and my phone is blowing up. I'm getting like text message, call, like everything. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I pop an AirPod in. I call my coworker back. And then they tell me, you guys, we're supposed to get like 20 inches of snow or something. I can't even fathom having to deal with 20 inches of fucking snow. If you know me personally, you know I have hate, hate the winter. I always have. I consistently question why I still live where there's four seasons. Consistently, even more so lately, but that's a story for a different time. I hate the snow. I hate the cold. I get severe seasonal depression. It's It's just not it for me, okay? It's not, and I'm just not prepared for it. But anyway, we're supposed to get absolutely dumped on On Wednesday, when you'll be listening to this, we're supposed to get dumped on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. So, my boss, she's like, I think we're gonna have to close on Thursday, so we might as well try to get some of our guests in now so that we're not scrambling next week to schedule 11 hours of guests. And I was like, Yeah, you're probably right. So, there I go. I was supposed to be off Monday and I'm up at 6 a.m., teach my class, drive three hours home, go straight to work. I worked until 8 p.m., went to the gym, went to the grocery store, and came home. Yesterday was like seven days. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Yesterday felt so long specifically because of that. But it's it's just been a whirlwind lately. And today I had a couple appointments. I like had to go cut my dad's hair, worked out. I actually was able to come home, take a nice long shower. This is the best shower I've had since I've been home and I've been home for a week. And then now I'm sitting down to record and I'm like, holy shit, I feel like I have not talked to anyone in a week. I mean, I talk to my guests all day at work, obviously, but it's always about them and their hair and stuff like that. Sydney and I have been on FaceTime pretty much every single day since she's been gone. And I still feel like I haven't talked to someone. So there's just been a lot going on. It's been crazy. I'm trying to get my life back together, trying to figure out how to live by myself again, trying to figure out what furniture I need. I bought a new couch from the article. It's beautiful. It's velvet green. I'm obsessed with it. But now I'm like, okay, now I need accent chairs and a coffee table and a lamp and a bunch of other stuff. There's just a thousand things going on in my head right now. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my living room, what to do with Sydney's room, I have a shit ton of paperwork I need to file in my office, I need to do my taxes, like there has just been so much stuff happening since I've been home and even since before I left for North Carolina, it's been an absolute whirlwind, but the good thing about it is I have been able to stay consistent with my workouts, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. As most of you know I grew up dancing. I started dancing when I was 4 years old and I danced all through high school and college and taught even after that and I still sub at the dance studio now. So that was kind of always my source of exercise or activity. I never had an interest in other sports besides circus, which I'll go into a whole circus episode at some point in time. I don't even know if I've touched on it yet, but it's just too loaded of a story so I danced all throughout the school year and then I did circus in the summer when I was in Florida and then I came back into dance through the rest of the year so I just never really varied from that I never tried anything else like my sister danced but she tried tennis and golf and cheer and stuff like that but it never interested me so dance was just my thing it was my form of activity until I was about 14 is when I started gaining an interest in weightlifting. At that point in time my mom had been working with a trainer for a little while and had started weightlifting and powerlifting and I was like you know what I want to try it like fuck yeah let's go. So at 14 and my sister was 12 we started powerlifting. And when we originally started, my sister was definitely a lot more into it than I was. She was way stronger than me, had way more dedication in the gym, but we always went together, so we just kind of hyped each other up, and it was never something where we were like, oh god, this is terrible, we have to go to the gym so that we stay in shape for x, y, and z. It was pretty much like we danced Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we would lift like Thursday, Saturday, and then Monday after dance or whatever. It just kind of became part of our routine, and at that point in time, I obviously wasn't driving yet. So my mom would just drive us from dance to the gym, and my mom was lifting anyway, and she taught group fitness class. She still does, but she taught group group fitness classes there at the time. So she was at the gym all the time anyway. So we would just go with her. And while she was teaching, my sister and I would lift. And yeah, it just became part of our routine and just I don't know. It was kind of like something to brag about because at the time there were not a lot of female lifters. It's definitely becoming a lot more common today, which is amazing. But of course, when I was 14, my friends were like, what the fuck are you lifting weights for? And I was like, it's great. Like I'm telling you. And I got really strong, I think more so mentally than physically at the time. I was very malnourished at that point in my life. I had a very severe eating disorder that my parents tried to talk to me about and I just denied, denied, denied. And I can go into my eating disorder on a different episode, but it definitely made it difficult for me to have proper energy to fuel my workouts and dancing as heavily as I did, it was difficult. And my body definitely did not respond great to lifting at that point in my life. I had a lot of problems with my hips. Like I could barely squat 80 pounds without like my hips literally grinding. I swore that I had degenerative cartilage and it was just never great, but I just still kept pushing through. I was just like would squat light and just would like lift lighter and whatever. But I just really, really enjoyed being active at that point in my life, and I liked being strong, and I think that's what kept me interested in it. And of course, my sister and I just kind of did it together, and it was something fun and different than what anyone else was doing. But when I was 16, I got a boyfriend. My priorities shifted a bit. I still went and lifted, but I was not very consistent at the time because I chose my young love relationship over my own mental health at that point in my life. And I just kind of was more lax on the gym, still dance all the time, of course, but I just kind of became a little more lax and I would take like a month off or like three weeks off and then I would go back and do a program for six weeks or whatever and then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take a week or I had a vacation or something like that. So I definitely lacked consistency throughout the beginnings of that relationship, which is pretty common in a lot of relationships, and it's something I've learned from for sure, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So I dated my ex all throughout high school and throughout my college experience because I graduated in three years, so it went kind of quick. Throughout that time period, I would like pick up lifting again and then I would stop, and then he lifted too, and they had a gym in their garage, so I would like leave dance and then go work out at his house and then go home or whatever, and we lifted together a little bit, but we kind of would bicker when we were lifting because I'd been lifting longer. It was this whole superiority complex thing probably, but I did that on and off and kind of coming out of those really deep pits of my anorexia in high school, I definitely like put on a little bit of weight. I was still very thin looking back at pictures and stuff, but my confidence was just ground level like flushed down the toilet never to be seen again Uh, so much so that I absolutely was bawling my eyes out the day before my senior pictures like it was a rough time even though I was still probably only 130 pounds but you know girls in high school just so dramatic those hormones are crazy from around 16 to 18 I was definitely more lax with my training but still hit the gym when I felt like it And was still dancing pretty heavily so it wasn't ever a huge deal but when I was like sophomore year of college my mom had started doing a lot of Beachbody programs. She was a Beachbody coach and she started doing Insanity Max 30 and I was like dude I really feel like I want to try this because they were nice short workouts. I had long days of college classes so it was really hard for me to want to finish up my classes, drive an hour home, and then go to the gym for two hours. So we, st- I started working out in the morning with my mom doing HIIT training, and I got super thin again, and I lost a lot of weight, but I essentially was kind of starving myself again. I think I was eating, I don't know, 1,400 calories or something pretty still pretty low for the amount of activity that I was doing. We got up every morning at 5. We were at the gym by 5.30. We did Insanity Max 30, and we were home by like 6.15. I took a shower and I would go to school, and then by the time I came home from school or from dance, I could just go to bed, and then I would wake up again in the morning. So it was just a quicker way to get a workout in, and I started to get pretty obsessive over those hit training workouts especially like if I would miss a day then I would want to double up so I could catch up so then I'd be doing like two really intense hit workouts and it just was not great for me. It was really hard on my feet as a dancer. My feet are kind of all fucked up anyway but that was really really hard on my arches and definitely showed for a long time but I was getting thin again so I really enjoyed that and For some reason, I felt like my boyfriend thought that I was like hot again and all of that shit. I mean, we were together for five years, so you go through dips and valleys there. So regardless, I lost about 20 pounds by doing that and I just started to get kind of obsessive. So I was like, whoa, maybe I need to take a step back, reassess, and see what the hell's going on with me. Because obsession and commitment are definitely not the same thing, and it took me a long time to realize that. So once I got into that point where I was feeling a little too obsessive about everything, I really took a step back and I took some time off of lifting and working out and hit training and everything because I just needed to come back to center. I was just focusing on finishing up school and dance and that was pretty much it, but my last year of college, I will say, is when my ex and I started having the most problems in our relationship because the distance was definitely starting to wear on us, and that's when I started lifting again because I just really felt like I needed an outlet in some way to push myself where I was literally in there focusing on only myself and nothing else. I could just zone out all the stress of graduating and work and the relationship and all of those things I was able to just kind of like shut that off and really zone into just myself essentially and nothing else. At that point I started to get very very competitive within myself about like beating my numbers and like lifting heavier and getting stronger and that's honestly all I cared about and for once for me lifting became getting stronger And it became a positive outlet instead of like a punishment for not eating healthy one day or just kind of like laying around over the weekend. Like the punishment aspect of lifting just I let it go because I really just needed an outlet to release my stress essentially. So really, it's been the past five years or so that I really got into lifting again and really started focusing on my powerlifting movements like squat, bench, and deadlift. And it really just became more a competition in myself to like beat my numbers and hit a good max and like hitting PRs just like makes you feel absolutely amazing. And I just really fell in love with the gym again in a very healthy way. Now, I haven't maxed in a while, but I think last time I maxed, my squat hit 275, my bench was 155, and my deadlift was 250, I think, which is kind of backwards for deadlifted squat compared to most people, but my grip strength over the past couple years has just really gone to shit because of doing hair. I think I just have early onset carpal tunnel, probably. But overall those were definitely pretty good numbers i was hitting and i still am not ever going to complain about that so the past couple months i've shifted my focus with lifting a little bit i've been kind of moving more into that bodybuilding space and shifting the focus from just working on those big three movements from powerlifting and just kind of expanding my lifting vocabulary i guess you could call it a little bit more and focusing more on nutrition and how nutrition impacts my training sessions at the beginning of last year, 2021, I decided to finally start eating disorder recovery treatment. It took me a long time to get to that point where I felt like I was ready and open to changing my relationship with food. In doing so, of course, every day is a little bit different, but I pretty much got through recovery really fast because I I just was so determined to like fix my brain, I think, that pretty much any advice my therapist or my dietitian at the time had given to me. I just did it because I was just ready to essentially be back in charge of my life and not let food rule my life anymore. So it, it's yeah, it's definitely different every single day, but I was getting to the point in recovery that I was like, okay, my dietitian just keeps telling me to eat more and I'm trying, but I'm like, I'm not trying to just eat more shit and then feel like shit. And I didn't really know the best way to go about it. So I stopped seeing the dietitian because I just felt like she wasn't really giving me anything new. I wasn't really learning much from her anymore. So I had been doing research for several years trying to think if I wanted to do like an eating disorder recovery coach or if I wanted to just find a coach that could like work with my lifting and just kind of like putting me in a reverse so that I wasn't sustaining on 1400 calories. Like I just knew that I wasn't even still eating enough to fuel my workouts and I felt like my dietitian really was just not understanding that or not helping me with that enough despite me like trying to tell her that. It just, we weren't clicking. So I ended up getting a coach and It's the best thing that I have ever done for myself. So last October, end of October, 2021, I got a coach, his name's Luke Kozlowski. You can follow him on Instagram. I'll put it in the description below. He is amazing, very knowledgeable, very open, has a history with working with people with previous eating disorders. He has helped change my life and my viewpoint on food in the most amazing way. So when I started seeing a coach, he was like, I know your history like what do you want me to do do you want your macros do you want me to just like tell you how much of what to eat or like what do you want to do and I said I was to the point in recovery that I was like numbers don't scare me anymore I don't feel that obsession with numbers like I just know that I'm not eating enough even still and like I don't know how to get to the point where I could like feed myself enough to get me through the day and like look at food as energy And, like, I had been trying to do it myself for so long. I was just like, I can't do it anymore. So, any advice, any help you have, like, give it to me. Like, I'm open. I'm ready to just embrace whatever you have in mind. So, he gave me, like, a full substantial, like, meal plan with macros and like alternatives and substitutions and like if you go out like just try to do this so that you still make sure you're eating enough like that's always been my biggest problem so it has been amazing for me on top of just eating enough it has single-handedly cured my IBS which is crazy and I didn't realize how bad my stomach problems were until I stopped eating things that triggered my stomach problems and it's just been insane. It's amazing. Anyway, that was a lot of talk about eating disorders. That's not what today's episode is supposed to be about, but I had to give the background because it makes sense in the grand scheme of my relationship with the gym. So I shifted my focus to a little bit more bodybuilding just to change things up a little bit. Eating enough to fuel my workouts. It has made The biggest difference in my mental health, my physical health, my endurance, like everything, I just feel better. Everything is on the up and up, as you say. So all of that being said, you guys, that is my history with the gym and exercise and fitness. So that leads us to how the fuck do I stay consistent? Because that is the hardest part about getting into the gym or just getting active is that consistency thing. For me, one of the biggest questions that my guests even behind the chair ask is, how do you go to the gym every day after working 11 hours? And I'm like, I don't even know. And I just always say it's just a part of my routine. It takes, what, 28 days to make a habit or now they say 40, something like that. So you do it for however many days, and then it just becomes a part of you. Fitness has always been a part of me. I have always been active through weight loss, weight gain, anything. I've always been active, and it's because it's really just a great outlet for me for my mental health. Just it clears my head, helps clear brain fog. Like it's orgasmic, if that's not disgusting to say. That's how I feel after I leave the gym, like just nothing else matters, you're just like focusing on yourself and I think that that's a beautiful thing. I just have always looked at it, well I shouldn't say always, in the past five years or so when I really started getting into lifting again, I just looked at it as an activity, like I go to the grocery store once a week, why can't I go to the gym? Or I take my trash out or I get my mail once a week or once a day, so why can't I go to the gym? I just look at it as an activity because what am I gonna do after working for 11 hours? Because I know myself well enough, I need to calm down after work. All I'm gonna do is come home, eat dinner, and go to bed. So if I'm just gonna do that, and I'll just lay in bed and scroll on my phone for two hours, so if I'm just gonna do that, why not go to the gym after work, actually feel, feel good, have some endorphins release and come home, take a shower and go to bed because otherwise I'm just going to sit on my phone for two hours anyway. I might as well use that time as doing something productive. And I understand that relaxing is important and taking time to decompress from your workday is important. But for me, being at the gym and lifting is my time to decompress. That is for me, that's my me time. And I know that it's different for a lot of people. Like I work face-to-face with people every single day and while I love what I do it is so exhausting so I just need time every day to do something that is strictly for me for no one else and just to make me feel better on the inside out and that's what pushes me to go every day so it's hard to tell my guests like yeah it's just part of my routine because people are like well how do I make it part of my routine right It starts with something small. You just have to find your why. Why do you want to live a healthier lifestyle? Why do you want to be active after work or before work or whenever you're thinking about going to work out? What is your reason behind it? And the thing is, most people, if they're doing it for someone else, it doesn't stick. If you're doing it for yourself and for only yourself, that is when it starts to stick. And I really think that that's the number one way to stay consistent is find your why and make sure that's important to you. And that's going to keep you consistent. That's going to hold you accountable. Another thing that can help with staying consistent is finding an accountability buddy, whether it's your husband, friend, whoever. Getting a coach, that has been the biggest thing for me. Not so much for consistency, but just for... Sanity more so than anything else. If you need a coach and you don't know where to start, message me on Instagram. There's several that I love and I will send you their Instagrams. You can do some research that way. A life coach is another amazing thing, which, if you listen to our life coach episode, which has been several weeks ago now, my mom is a life coach. She's amazing. She has great resources as well. Anyone can help as long as it's something that you want. Now, that's the biggest thing you have to remember. If you want it, you can attain it, it's just a matter of wanting it enough. And that is the biggest thing. So many people do not want it enough. They think they want it, and the minute that they find out, they have to put in the work. All hell breaks loose. They don't want it anymore. And a lot of that often has to do with self-sabotage, in which case that's something that's generally a lot deeper and you really have to dig out the reasons for why you're self-sabotaging. But at the core of every consistent person is their why. So, that is where you need to start. All right, you guys, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Unapologetic. You know the drill you can subscribe for new episodes every single Wednesday, share it with your friends, follow us on Instagram at This Is Unapologetic, and you can follow me at Rachel Cora, R A C H A E L C O R A H. And I will see you next week.